Welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast. Join Josh and Michael as they talk about the latest hobby news, what's on the shelves at Grand Slam, the inside scoop on what it's like running a local card shop, and much, much more. Now, to the episode. Hey, welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast. You know me, I'm Josh, here with Michael. What's up, Michael? How much? How was your weekend? I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. Not I mean, since last week. And, yeah. You know, it's it's as if you're running a card shop or something and you're busy. I've been, I've been really busy, yeah. Um, <laughs> with, you know, five kids and all sorts of other stuff. But It's good. It's good. I was, yeah. I was back in Charleston this weekend. It's amazing the stuff that I want to do at my parents' house that they couldn't, they, they, they'd have to, under threat of grounding me for a month, I wouldn't do when I was a teenager. But now I'm like <laughs> asking to do things. It's amazing how that, uh, how that script has been flipped a bit. What's up, JP? JP's here. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think. I can't even remember what I did this weekend. I worked at the shop all day Saturday, and then Sunday, I think we just did family stuff and yard work and, you know, a little motorcycle riding, nothing nice. crazy. Nice. I, I, I went to a brewery uh, in Charleston and saw an old high school buddy. He was playing there. And it's strange. I hadn't seen him in 30 years. 30. Did, did you say, uh, I just, I mean, I happen to be one half of a podcast that I do with no, tens, I didn't, tens uh, of viewers. Oh. Yes, and I didn't drop that. I didn't drop that. <laughs> but, uh, um, but it was fun. It was neat. It was neat catching up a little bit. It was, um, boy, 30 years goes goes by quick. Yeah, goes my quick. reunions are all back in Iowa, so I never get to go back for any of them. I really want to one day. You should. Yeah. You should. Um, so JP is here. I see some other folks popping in. Uh, let's go ahead. Uh, you want to go through the rundown, Josh? I'll let you do the rundown. I think I've done the rundown a couple weeks in a row. You have, so. you have, and done an excellent job. That's why I keep knocking the ball on your side of the court. All right. So, um, we are going to have, uh, the opening rip here in just one second, where we're going to talk about the NBA playoff picture, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some uh, funny movies, since Josh is a self-proclaimed movie buff. Uh, then we're going to talk about things coming to the shop this week. Uh, and then um, behind the counter, where we talk about another grading company that's opening up another service level. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the economy and what the, uh, the sports card uh, market is doing. Uh, card from the vault, what's coming next week, and then crazy stat of the week. So, the opening rip, the playoff picture, Josh, how much basketball have you been watching? I have actually been watching a decent little bit of it. Um, I now remember at the beginning of this bracket, I did say I would take the Warriors, the Bucks, or the Suns against the whole field. And I'm skating by by the skin of my teeth. But I am looking pretty good because the Warriors are looking really tough. They, they are. They are. Dallas let them off the hook uh, in game two. Game two, big uh, time. 
But uh, I don't know if they have an answer for those guys. I mean, Dallas basically has to play a perfect game. And I haven't seen uh, any of the Eastern Conference. I catch the highlights sometimes, but have you watched any of that series? What does that look like? I have watched a little bit too. Uh, I didn't catch game two where the Celtics won because what the Heat blew them out in game one. Um, And I didn't catch game three either other than i just peeked in to see who won um i've been following my oldest like most teenage boys is a warriors fan uh-huh. and uh and i'm a luca fan so we've been we've been uh, trash talking each other but uh i think i'm about to throw in the, the towel on this one i i thought as big as they were up game two gonna steal one in california but the it's literally Luca versus all the Splash Brothers, and it's just there's too much firepower with the with the Warriors. Yeah, you know I hadn't watched a lot of Luca. Um, I don't know if it's just because uh, the East Coast bias, uh, the Western game, conference games are just too late. Uh, I just haven't seen a lot of it. I can see the draw. I can see why people are attracted to him in the hobby. Uh, he talks a lot of trash. He's, um, he plays this old style of basketball that I think reminds people of a a guy named Larry Bird a little Mm -hmm. bit. Uh, and so I could see where the attraction is, but man, they gotta, they gotta find that guy some help. They they really do. Yeah. And at the game I watched, you know, he would, he would control the ball and, they they get in, get on him and he could find an open shooter and they were just clank clank clank. <laughs> I'm like, that's rough. So yeah, JP is saying that Miami is surprisingly they really, really are good. Yeah, and so and and other I I, I think uh, I saw a headline where Jimmy Butler uh, is is hobbled a little bit, so mm-hmm. that may let Boston back in. But I, you know. Um, if Golden State uh, ends up sweeping and then they can just sit back and get even healthier. And, and just Miami watch. and Boston are just going to beat each other up <laughs> defensively for, the, for all seven games probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, but uh, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. So um, I'm still, I'm sticking with the Warriors and uh, out of the West and I really do think it's Tatum's year. I really do. I'm going to stick with it. So I'm going to ride that horse until she bucks me. So, yeah. Um, and if uh, Jimmy Buckets is a little, uh, little hobbled, that might be the crack in the door that they need. Yep. 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 All right. It'll be fun. I saw this headline come across my feed and I wanted to uh, toss it your way because you said that you are um, a movie buff which I I am a self-proclaimed movie buff too. And so this hey Google, was... Turn it off. Whatever you said triggered Google. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this triggered me. This headline triggered me. Um, it said the funniest movies of all time. And of yeah. course, you know, they've got Bill Murray sitting there uh, from Groundhog Day, which is... Yeah, and that's is, in my top 10. That's right. in my top 10 funniest of all time. Funniest or just movies? it's probably in my top 20 all time. And it's for funniest. It's in my top 10 that and groundhog day. I just put the two are, and uh, 
is that Groundhog Day or is that That's one? Groundhog Day. Yeah. So what about Bob is my other one. Those right. two are just <laughs> genius movies. Well, I scrolled through the list and I'm not going to bore everybody with the entire list because the list was a bit of a snoozer for me. A lot of older movies. Yeah. Uh, there were no movies from the 2000s on, I don't think. That list not, was nothing. horrible in my yeah. opinion. So it was, it was, it was a bad list, but there were three movies that had, um, that were on the list, uh, that had a sports aspect to it. And so I wanted to throw these your way and you've already admitted to one, to one of them that you haven't seen it, which is shocking to me that you haven't seen this movie. So the first one that came in at number 42 was big. And you're telling me that you've never seen the movie Big. No. And you know what? One of my favorite movies of all time, it's not in like my top 20 or anything, but Money Pit with Tom Hanks is not only hilarious, but it's a great movie. Didn't make um, the list. It didn't make the list. Didn't make it's the list. So so Big, I, to me, it had a big sports aspect. The, the kids in it, when they were boys, they were they loved sports. And so... Uh, I wanted to draw attention to that coming in at number 23. And this is my favorite movie of all time. Just not even funny, but my favorite movie of all time. Wow. Uh, which I'm, was when Harry Valley. I'm embarrassed for you. No, this is it's 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 hilarious. This scene with Billy Crystal and Bruno Bruno something um, when they're at a Giants game is. I- I'll need to rewatch this movie. It's been since I was probably 30 years since I've watched it. So hands down, hands down. One of the funniest scenes in the movie. And then coming in at number 10 was airplane, which is, I mean, how could you not like airplane? And then the scene with Kareem, I had to make sure that that got (laughs) so. So I couldn't tell you much about the movie Airplane other than like I literally quote it periodically without even kind of I probably watched it once as a child somewhere along the way. But I'm not familiar with those three movies very much at all, but I I still quote some of them. I, I did your your when Harry met Sally thought thought of one that should be in the top 20 is the three amigos. That oh. movie is hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious and it is it's great how do you yeah. how do you know that that how, how do you know that's a male plane <laughs> <laughs> yeah just the whole plot of the whole thing you know it's hilarious so my i will say movies are subjective because you know so many comedies nowadays they use language and innuendo to try yeah. to be funny and i think the movies that don't do that are funnier and so my list is often a lot more different than most people's comedy list. I also am not a huge fan of comedy movies, although I've seen tons of them, but sci-fi and action and thriller and suspense, those are more my style. And anything with time travel, I think I've told you that before. Yeah. Any movie with time travel, I'm bound to watch. But um, what about, so as I was thinking, like what would be in my top 10 of comedy would be like Nacho Libre for me. (laughs) You know, you know the movie Game Night with um, I don't know if you ever saw that. That's got um, yes, with Jason Bateman. With Jason Bateman, yes. that movie is like was surprisingly hilarious. Jason um, Bateman's great, but yeah. so so 
it, this is a, this is a card a, a card podcast. So let's. What are your What are your top sports movies of all time? Sports. Uh, ooh, um, a lot of them like radio, you know, and like remember the Titans and a mm-hmm. lot of those like heartstrings pull yep. on your heartstrings. They're not movies I put in any of my top lists, but they're just like you got to watch them once. Right. They're that good. Yep. Um, you know, A League of Their Own is a great sports movie and hilarious. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there's, there's plenty like after we get done, I'm going to be like, Oh, I can't believe that. That's one of my favorites. But um, you know, uh, field of dreams is not a comedy, but that is, come on. That's gotta be yeah. in most sports fans. I, I think for sports movies that it, for you to suspend belief, like thinking that these people are really doing this, yeah, you've, you've got to have actors that are athletic, athletic, and Dang. so Kevin Costner is great, right? And and yeah. uh, you know, Moneyball comes to mind. Yeah, uh, as far as great sports movies. What uh, about uh, um, the Natural? Again, oh, with I, Robert was, Redford. Yeah, that's probably before I was born, but it, I remember my dad watching that one. And um, yep, yeah, for the love of the game, another Kevin Costner movie. Uh, you know, Bull Durham. What, what about Rookie of the Year with the Little Cubs? <laughs> I rewatched that, and it's the cringiest, <laughs> hard to watch, fakest bad acting movie. But it was oh, yeah. huge at the time. Like Angels oh, yeah. in the Outfield. It's just Angels, yeah. Um, and then the classic, you know, The Sandlot is great. Fantastic. Movie. Is, is a great yeah movie. oh and then jp brings up the major league movies i mean oh, you yeah. can't not have those in a sports comedy genre so uh, would you ever like there's a uh, i've seen this in a card shop uh and i almost bought it until the guy told me how much it w- was going to be but um would you ever buy a sports card of a character that was like from the, the movie like, like so this card, card? They used like to put those the sandlot or this card, um, and I may go back and and grab it one day because it's always in it's always in the showcase uh, anytime I go visit. But it's Susan Sarandon's character from Bull Durham, and it's autographed. Hmm. Uh, that would be, I mean, I'm just like, yeah, one day I'm gonna come back and get that. So, like having yeah. having Charlie Sheen's character on a baseball card would yeah. be would be great actually having that whole that whole team from from major league would be fantastic with wesley snipes and the all-state guy now right Well, super super glow put out a product that we carried in the shop and i think we still have a couple boxes left and it was like uh, four or five cards one guaranteed auto and like we opened one for the store to put on the shelf to kind of just show what the cards look like because it was new to all of us and the auto that I pulled was Charlie Sheen. So I had, yeah, I had that card sitting up there, but I made a deal with a customer that came into the shop a week or two ago that was on the fence about buying a box. I said, you're going to get an auto. It might not be a athlete. It might be something like this, but I said, I'll make you a deal. You open your box here in the store, whatever your autograph is, if you don't like it more than the Charlie Sheen one, I'll trade you the Charlie Sheen one. Just so I've got a an example of an autograph card that comes out of this product. So customers can see it. So he said, all right, deal. So he bought it. I can't, I think it was a 
maybe one of the NIL future upcoming quarterbacks down the road. Uh, he wasn't super thrilled, but he said, I would love to have that Charlie Sheen one. So we swapped and I still have my display to show customers and he had a Charlie Sheen auto. So that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Enough about movies. But I do have to say comedy movies, you know, you do have to Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber. I mean, those have to be, those were culture changing, like the most quotable movies of all time. That and Ron Burgundy. Yeah. 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 And and I'm a Jack Black fan. So like, I'm a little biased on like even School of Rock is not a hardcore comedy movie, but that's got some hilarious parts in it. And he's so good. So, hey, that Ace Ventura movie had a sports, had a little sports tie in with the laces out sort of thing. Right. You like that. Places out, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, Dan Marino is literally in the movie. So. Absolutely. All not. right. Enough about movies. Let's talk about cards. What's coming to the shop? Uh, so this week, it's like we said, I think last week, this is a lighter week. So um, launching today was the newest Pokemon set, Astral Radiance. So pull that up for you. We're able to sell that because we are a sanctioned Pokemon store. We're able to sell that today, and I don't think it's available in the Walmart slash Targets for another week. So we've got that product in stock. Like I said, that launched today. Prices are back down to what they were pretty much pre-COVID on Pokemon stuff. So everybody wins, and uh, uh, that came out today. And then Wednesday... Um, impeccable basketball it's a high end you know we're not getting a lot of it but impeccable basketball and um, mosaic EPL soccer we're actually going to get some of that for the first time some hobby boxes of that so against my will I ordered it but everyone (laughs) likes soccer so I'm down for it as well so those are the only two things on Wednesday Um, we'll talk about what's coming down the line uh, in a little bit but Light, and you, light in, in the pregame, you talked about, uh, we were talking about um, Gypsy Queen a little bit. And I did yeah. want to share, just popped into my feed, um, share this, 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 the stream. And for you guys that are listening, uh, Cardboard Connection actually released a guide for the image variations for Gypsy Queen. So you nice. can see that, uh, so they'll have a missing um black plate yeah name plate um missing name plate the logo yeah can you go back to the i want to uh talk about a card a customer pulled in the store um the missing black plate parallel someone pulled the redemption missing black plate parallel of bobby whip jr came out of the shop wow and so where's the what's the uh what's the variation i'm i can't see it um the black plate uh is it yeah i would have to probably see the cards yeah, in person. Uh, so so you're saying which, which one was pulled in the shop bobby witt jr redemption he's a redemption in that product so oh my goodness that'll be cool and then if you yeah. scroll down you know uh, apparently there's a city connect we, we pulled one of those in the break yeah and so this is i guess um, in fact, that's the one we pulled, Wilmer Flores. That's the one we pulled in the break. Yeah, that exactly. Um, and then you're going to get the City Connect ones, these variations, these variations. So check it out, guys. I love this product. I haven't got my hands on a box yet, but 
Um, it, it just it goes, and there's the field. Oh, th- this is actually this is a, a set that I would want to put together. The Field of Dreams variations. Mm. And so these are these are images from the Field of Dreams game last nice. year. So it's only the Yankees and White Sox. Which I mean, come on, if you're going to get two teams, uh, maybe in a random team break or a pick your team. Those aren't bad teams to get anyway, but I mean, yeah, look at these images. It's fantastic. And it's going to be the Cubbies this year. There you go. And then Isn't it Cubs, Reds, or maybe, maybe I'll have to look at that. And so apparently, the Jackie Robinson variation, the Jackie Robinson Day variations, um, I guess all the jerseys uh, are going to be the players wearing number 42. 42, yeah. So. Uh, when you're opening these packs and cracking open these boxes, um, be on the lookout for these variations. It's yep. some of them are not, some of them won't be uh, in your face. You're going to have to look and really be into the cards. So that's why I love that product. All yep. right. Behind the counter. Guess who opened up another grading level? Beckett. <laughs> BGS. And actually, uh, this is pretty compelling. Um, so the so here here's sort of the rundown on that. Um, no membership, which is different than even uh, let's say PSA. You're required to have a membership for their lowest tier. Uh, even CSG, you're required a membership for any submissions. Uh, there's no cap on the value of this. So they're uh, trying to capture some high-end cards. Uh, there's no limits on submissions. Wow. So you can send as many as you want. <clears throat> this is the they one that's hard, this, this is the one that's gonna be hard to choke down is is the 90 to 120 day turnaround time. So if I were if I had some uh, RPA of Justin Fields and I wanted to uh, get that in a Beckett slab. If I mailed it today, overnighted it to Beckett uh, uh, at 120 days, it would get back to me on November 15th. Hey, just in time to see him on the bench. <laughs> what are your thoughts on on this? Does it change the way um, you're looking at Beckett? And, and so just... What say you on it? I think that's all tempting. You know, I think you got to be careful uh, with those guys that you need to do something with early in the football season. So I'd be really nervous about Trey Lance's and Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence's because they could literally be backups by that time. Um, Or they could be, you know, the second coming for that team. So and then you and then you would do all right because you're not going to be able to sell it till you get it back. So I I like that 35 with subgrades is pretty cool. Um, that's just a long turnaround time. So you know cards like you know Mahomes or someone that's you know down the road hold or Acuna. These guys at Tatis, you know some of these guys that like I'm okay getting it back. You know end of the year and because I'm going to be sitting on it for a couple years anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think you got to take that into account. Like if I send it today, I'm not getting it back till, you know, baseball season's over and 
football season's what a couple months in, so or half over. So I think that just I think that just makes you take into account the players that you're sending. It's something you're going to hold for a couple years anyway. Who cares? You're getting subgrades and it's thirty five bucks. Yeah, and you're not tempted to sell it. So, um, I what's the uh, uh, equivalent to fifty dollars with PSA turnaround time? Is it worth fifteen dollars more mm-hmm. to get it back? What a month or two earlier? Is that right. would that be fair? So for me, um, I'm actually going to probably send some cards because some of the cards that I was going to send to SGC um, are either don't have a, a timeline like that or are PC cards. Um, yeah. you know, I, I could see, I have some thicker, like, like Marvel cards like that, like that Dr. Strange that we gave away on one of the mm-hmm. episodes. That was a thicker card that just got crushed by SGC. And I think, uh, BGS would have been a little kinder to it. Yeah. And then another card that another set of cards that I, that I would consider that I would send, are some maybe some Bowman first autos? There you go. Of, yeah, you of guys some. that are way early, like really early, and that I'm taking a shot on anyway. Yeah. And so if I if I rip open some Bowman, get some autos, some colored autos. I mean, if you look at the pricing, even even now, and we're going to talk about the market here in a second, but some of the the early Soto autos. Um, the Acuna autos. Now those are generational players, right? You got to get yeah. lucky, but there's something about it. Something about a Bowman auto and a Beckett slab that is appealing in the hobby. Yeah. So, um, but I don't, I don't have RPAs laying around like you, Josh. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you I've mentioned, had, you I've, said that you, you've mentioned on this show. Your your most valuable cards in a Beckett slab. Yeah, in fact, I was going to say that again. Yeah, one of the Brady rookies I have is a nine point five. So, in hindsight, it's noticeably more valuable in a PSA ten. Would I have gotten a PSA ten on this card? I think there's a chance I could have. So there's that. That should I possibly crack it and send it to PSA? But it's kind of like I'm content with a nine five. Why why mess with it? Why risk it? So uh, I prefer the look of Beckett graded slabs. Um, personally, I think they look more modern and they, they look nicer. But speaking of graded cards and getting graded cards back, a lot of the trade night guys, including myself, had some grades pop from PSA. Today, we got tagged on Facebook by Palmetto Cards. So if you submitted through Palmetto, you may have been tagged. Um I have my my printout too. I've got some. I've got some. Ju- I only had one upcharge, which is bad that I only had one. But I'm glad to have the one. It was a uh, select 2018. So this is pre retail select. So 2018 select Josh Allen white prism silver, mm. which I believe is numbered to 25. I got to get it back to refresh my memory, but it got a 10. So. That's anytime, you get a, anytime you get upcharged, it's a good thing, right? Yeah, 
I looked down the list and looked for them yellow highlights on Palmetto's <laughs> website and or our Facebook post. So had some uh, some other. I had all nines and tens. Everything I said, everything I sent, I got all nines and tens. Nothing below. So I felt proud that I eyeballed the right cards at least. So uh, anyone listening, if you have cards in that batch, the moment they get back to Palmetto, I'm physically, personally going to pick them up and get them back to Grand Slam as fast as possible. And you guys will know when, and you can pick them up at the shop. So we're going to get them babies back as fast as we can. Um, do you know um, if if Aaron and his team, do they do BGS at all? Ooh. Um, yes. They do. Because I don't know if they advertise it from the rooftops, but he did have me a card that... Um, we, it didn't pass what we wanted to via PSA. And he asked me if we wanted to send it to Beckett. Hmm. And so he went ahead and sent it there. So they do. Um, but, but don't quote me on that because okay. maybe that was just, he was personally sending just something the and send that there, but yeah, SGC and PSA, of course, for sure. But so, uh, so gun to your head, um, or, um, hand on the, cards that you would want to send a grading um do you have any that that you would you'd think that you'd send based on what what the parameters they have out i do yeah i would have to look through and see but that 35 with subgrades uh is very tempting to me for sure and the no cap on value i like that too you're gonna pay 35 bucks for it right yeah no matter what it comes back i love that yeah. Yeah. To me, that's compelling. I'm just, you know, I'm just concerned that Beckett has been beat up on the secondary market to the point where it may be too late. But for me, um, I'm like you, some of my favorite cards are in Beckett's labs. And so yeah. uh, I, I think, think it's a good move for them. I think it, I think it is a good move for them as well. All right. Cool. The uh, other thing I'm curious about is where Nancy is tonight. So yes. that's yeah. Ed, Ed. We're missing. Or, We're missing. Where, where are Ed and Nancy? We we miss you guys. So maybe they'll watch on the uh, catch it on the replay. There you go. There you go. All right. The next segment um, is one that was on the thumbnail for the video, and it's Chicken Little, and uh, the caption was "The sky is the sky is falling," and so you and I uh, talked about this a little bit in the pregame, but. It is. It's not a secret that the economy uh, is getting beat up a little bit, and that's not the first time, and it won't be the last time. Uh, I can remember back uh, in um, in two thousand and six, two thousand seven, I was selling real estate, and I'm pound. I was pound for pound the worst real estate agent you've never heard of. But I was selling real estate uh, in Hilton Head, and. In the summer of 2007, and it was like someone forgot to pay the phone bill. It it was like, you know, you know, back in the day when um, when you were <laughs> expecting a call on uh, like a corded phone, you, you'd see if if that you get the dial tone that it was like that. It was like as if somebody it, it, they just st- the phones just stopped ringing, uh, and we 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 made it through that and just fine. Uh, and we're gonna make it through whatever this is now, just fine. But yep. it's but 
a lot of cards right now. Yep. Yeah, a lot of cards are are down right now, Josh. And so I thought we we you know the tens of tens of listeners out there that are catching this, I thought that we could maybe talk about that, what you're seeing in the shop, and what your thoughts are uh, with regards to the to the card market as we stand now. Yeah, so I I think it is a a few things. <clears throat> I think it's a case of the card market was here and then it was here, you know, <laughs> to the moon and it's come back down to earth a little bit and and it's it's cooling off, but it's still it's still up from where it was because we've gained so many new collectors to the to the hobby and uh I think the flippers have kind of gone the way, uh, you know, that seems to have been a fad that is calming and cooling and correcting itself. Although as soon as select and prism finds its way to retail shelves, they'll come out again for that. But um, so I think there's some of that. It's kind of just correcting itself because it just couldn't sustain how hot and how high it was. And with the economy mixing into that and, um, and my gut tells me is people are just tired of these crazy prices and there's just such a small percentage of customers that can afford hobby boxes at the prices that they're at. And you've heard me say it. I've said it time and time again. If I, I walked into a hobby shop as a customer, I couldn't afford prism football at 1500 a box. There's just so few people that can do that. And so what has happened is it has snowballed into the, the breaking business so now, like Ed said, breaker overload the other week. There's just breakers everywhere. And it's because, well, if you can't afford a $1,500 box, but you can afford a $40 spot and a break to kind of play in some prism. And that's how we all digest our prism and get our prism cards is through breaks. So it's a unfortunately a legi legitimate part of the hobby that's here to stay. And I think it will correct itself a little bit too as the market cools. You just can't sustain all the breakers that are out there. And so that's that's my prediction. That will cool a little bit too. But um, I think it's price, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't define it as the sky is falling. Our business at the shop is still good. Um, our breaking business is good. It's cooled a little bit, but we've made some adjustments at the same time. So we've got some things planned and rolling. And I mean, that's just an area that... We just have to pay attention to. And um, Bowman's a perfect example. $400 and $800 boxes, you know, can't get your hands on retail because the first person buys it all. How do you, how does the average guy get his hand on some Bowman cards? Well, let's break it, you know, and get some. We've got some expensive cards in the hands of our customers for $39 a spot. And, uh, so that's right. That's that's one of my takes. Yeah, yeah, it's cooled and um but card prices are down, but they're still good. I mean, it's still there's going to be there's going to be these factions too where you've got base rookie cards, I've said it before, and you've got numbered and autographed and short printed stuff for the bigger budgets. And so um you put this segment together, so give me your thoughts, but uh from a card shop perspective, uh, it has cooled and slowed, but are we going to have trouble selling out a Gypsy Queen? Heck no. Mm -hmm. Am I going to have trouble selling all that Bowman eventually? Heck no. Is Prism Football not going to sell at fifteen hundred bucks? Heck no. It's going to sell out. So, um, so do you call that 
cold or the sky is falling, I don't. And all I think about when I hear Chicken Little, the sky is falling is the Aerosmith song. So. <laughs> yeah, so my take on this, I come at this in a couple different ways, right? You know, one of our earliest episodes, we talked about being responsible collectors and um, responsible um, uh, hobbyists, right? And part of that is using money uh, for these pieces of cardboard with dudes on them um, that would not go to putting food on your table or paying your cell phone bill or your electrical bill. And if that was the case and you still have that disposable income, there could not be a better time in the hobby than now. Because there are cards that were way out of reach for me. Way out of reach that are that I would never be able to afford. And things have gotten to the point where I'm like, you know what? If I sell some of my inventory at a lower cost and consolidate, I might be able to get to some of these some yeah, of these cards. That you would not have been able that to. That you get would to. not have gotten to. And so I think that's healthy for people that are new in the hobby. I mean, look, not all of us were collecting in 2017 when before this thing caught fire. So now with the market coming down and resetting a bit, there's an opportunity now for collectors to sort of get in on the ground floor. Now that floor you and I talked about that, it went up and your hand went out of the screen and then came back down and it didn't, I don't think it'll ever get back down to where it was, but it's to a, it's heading to a floor. I feel it's <clears throat> getting there to a point where there are opportunities there. And yeah. if you, and if you've been smart with your finances and smart and you've gotten lucky with a couple flips here and there, and you're putting some, some rubbing some pennies together uh, it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be able to get some cards that maybe you, you couldn't have gotten two, two years ago. Um, yeah. so, uh, let's see, Chris McGill. What's up, Chris? Yep. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the other thing I noticed too, is when, when there's a dip in the market, um, I get a lot of customers in wanting to sell cards. Like mm -hmm. sometimes it's like in a day you're like, does anyone want to buy anything or does everyone just want to sell today? So yeah, we have to, we have to dance according to the music that is played. And mm -hmm. yeah, Chris, we'll have to, we'll have to grab some stuff. Uh, the, other, the other time is people don't want to ditch those high end cards when they're down a little bit. And so, cause as a card shop, I got to be able to make a little something on them. Right. So if we're buying them, we've got to buy them at a lower price. So right. Yeah, that that does this in different times. I see a lot more stuff come in than other times when I don't. And um, yeah, we're always looking for the right cards for sure. So Chris, yeah, he said he did spend both trips. We usually always have a little something. Uh, <laughs> some nice juicy ones that are up your alley, Chris. I know what you like. Um, but I, I'm excited for this, this um, sort of dip in the market um, for... It's like in relationships, in markets, in cooking. Uh, if it runs too hot, uh, it's unsustainable. Things will get burned up and it's just not good for anybody. 
And so, um, well, let, let's, so let's talk about, um, prism football that's coming up. It, it, it appears that it's going to be 15 to 60. I think I saw blowout has boxes pre-sale and for 1600, I think. Um, so let's say we're in the $1,500 range. Um, people are going to say that is unbelievable. But it's down from last year. <laughs> last year, that box was selling for twenty two hundred. Yeah, and, and so, if you can find any of that now, I haven't looked recently. But if you can find any of the twenty twenty Prism, because it's Burrow and it's Herbert and such a strong mm -hmm. class, I mean, it's ungodly high. So fifteen hundred is higher than most can afford. There's no getting around that. I don't like that price. Do you think? It's easy for me to sell those and feel good about it at the shop at that price. It's tough. You got to hit a got to hit a banger, you know. But um, but it is down from where it was, and so perhaps next year's will be a thousand, and we can slowly get back to um, even if it's not affordable to buy a box, maybe it's a little more affordable to buy some spots in a break and instead right. of. One spot at 49, I can buy a couple spots at 29, you know, and get a, get a few more shots at getting something out of a high-end product like that. But there will be retail of it. So again, that'll allow some lower budgets. It'll be not cheap for retail, but it's going to be a heck of a lot cheaper than hobby. So if you need your prism fix, uh, <laughs> you know, let's, let's break some and let's, you know, roll the dice with some uh, retail perhaps, but. Do you People think are, that, that product's think, been pushed and pushed yeah, and it's been hyped yeah. and it's hyped and it's, we're ready for it and it's late and it's late and it's already 2022 and it's still down from last year and it's still going to sell super well at 1500 bucks. So it is what it is. It's going to get helped. It. It's going to get helped by the fact that uh, this, this class is the, the, this most recent draft class is perceived to be very weak. And yeah. so uh, it may be a couple of years before there's another strong class. So I, I think you're right about the prison football product, but even the market, even the market overall, um, th this sort of a correction, um, it, it could, I, I think it can only be good, be good for the hobby because we've got, we've got this cooling off period and then you've got these big shows coming up that all the content creation creators are going to be, hyping you know you've got the big dallas show coming up i'm sure there's going to be another one in atlanta another one in miami and then it's all leading to the national yeah. um and from what i've seen the national is going to be just as big if not bigger um than last year yeah uh, so i think i think we're going to be just fine you know and perhaps as it continues to cool um, you've got those guys that have kind of taken a little break because of the high prices are able to kind of get back into it a little bit. Yes. So I, I don't know. I'm a glass half full if you know me. So, um, cards aren't going anywhere anytime soon. That's for sure. Well, especially not out of the vault. How about no. that? How about that segue? Bam. Are we ready to dig into the vault? Um, yeah, go ahead. Why don't you go first this week? So I try to use cards that are, um, relevant to what's going on right now so um, as much as i am pulling for the mavericks i don't think it's going to happen this year so um, i've got two cards here both from the vault and they are of the guy on the other side 
Stephen Curry, <laughs> also known as Steph Curry. Um, so this is a 2009 prestige Steph Curry rookie mm. that was graded and got a 10. So not a high-end uh, Curry rookie by any means, but it's nice to have a 10 on a card from 2009. And then another Panini um, Steph Curry rookie. This is uh, brand Panini. If I can find my camera, there it is. So another PSA 10. So I had a couple PSA 10 Curry rookies in the vault. Again, these are a few hundred dollars. They're nothing in super insane, but it looks as though they may get another ring this year. I don't see much stopping them unless something crazy happens in the Mavs figure out a secret formula um well that we that's go. the case go out and buy some lucas if that happens yeah <laughs> all but right it's like it's like uh lucas just gonna probably continue to just get a little bit closer until they add that piece or two that, yeah. that gets him over the hump he just can't do it by himself he's so good but All right, my card. Still, Luke is still a good investment it in my It's a no-brainer. Uh, my card from the vault, I saw the other day that Chelsea, which is not a girl, it's a football team or a soccer team. Football. Um, football. Um, one, of their, one of their players uh, is an American, and his name is Christian Pulisic. This is not a big card. This is. I have heard the name. Yes, so if Josh has heard of the name, then he's a famous soccer player. So a little For sure. And I think this is uh, is rookie-ish. I'm not really sure. It's sort of weird in soccer. Uh, before 2020, they didn't have a lot of the – they didn't have any of the rookie logos. But so Chelsea, uh, in soccer, when a um, – when a team plays against another team and it's a, they don't want to call it a scrimmage, they call it a friendly. Chelsea is coming to the United States for two friendlies. One is against another team I've never heard of, and the other is against Charlotte FC. Very cool. That's going to be huge. Uh, they've filled that stadium a couple times already. It's going to be exciting. And is Chelsea be- the team that was for sale? Because I heard of the Cubs, the Cubs, owner, the Cubs owner was because I'm a Cubs fan, so I had oh. heard rumors that he was potentially maybe going to buy it. I don't know if someone has bought it or. I think that stalled a little bit, but yes, you are correct. The people, the the folks that own the Cubs are trying to buy Chelsea. So Daniel Soccer Jones Cubs. says he wants to go to that game. You should, Daniel. Yes, you're the quarterback for the New York Giants. Why wouldn't you go to that game? <laughs> Hey, Danny, nice. Anytime you can uh, pull a couple autos out of a Bowman Chrome box, that's nice. That's a retail Bowman yeah, Chrome? I, and you I, pull I two that, autos? I think that was a retail he's referring to. Wow. Good for you. Go buy a lottery ticket. He's got Michael Luck, not Josh Luck. <laughs> All right. Those are cards from the vault. Josh, what yes. is coming to the shop next week? Um... So we touched on it. I believe it is next Wednesday. The third is when Prism Football that we've been talking about comes out. So June 3rd, that's I think next Wednesday. Is that a week from? Help me out with my math. Yeah, that's a week from. It's a week from tomorrow. I think June 3rd's Friday. 
Is it a Friday? Okay. Yep. Getting ahead of myself. But Prism Football is coming that Friday. It's been moved and moved and moved and moved, and now it's finally almost here. So it's expensive, but it'll be here that day. We actually, for the first time, we are getting. Um, We already talked about mosaic soccer that comes out Wednesday. So we're getting that soccer. Um, the other thing, uh, Tops MLS Major League Soccer, we may have that in the shop. Um, Revolution WWE Wrestling, we may have that in the shop. But again, those those both pale in comparison to the attention that prison football is going to get. I'm going to get calls about that. I won't get calls about the other two most likely. But um, yeah, so we're in this and little, little mall this week yeah. and next week. But, I mentioned it in pregame, but if that MLS soccer has Charlotte FC in it, it'll do well. Yeah, Here's that'll Charlotte. be awesome. People are crazy about that team, and they should be. It's, it's really cool. So yeah, uh, and then we've got Trade Night Eight coming June 11th. June, it's in, it's in stone. It's been passed by the wives. We're allowed to have it on June 11th. So, yes, and so it's and we fun. are efforting, efforting, uh, getting a food truck there this time. So, uh, and both you said both sides are going to be open. Yeah, I think we need we need we've outgrown just one side now. So if if weather permits and we're able to kind of use the uh, the sidewalk out front a little bit and both storefronts and both stores with doors open and a food truck out there. That's the plan as of right now. And then, uh, you know, we'll do a break that night. Like we normally do. We'll do a little, a little featured break. Um, and then we'll give some stuff away like we always do, but it's a good time. And you can show up right at six without having eaten supper and you can eat and then get your greasy fingers all over cards. No, I don't know if it's a chocolate truck, but we're still working on what truck it is, but right. uh, it'll be a good time as always. Mark your calendar, June 11th. June 11th, 6 to 9. Yep. So, um, all right. Let's wrap things up with crazy stat of the week. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. I'm going to go first. I don't have a visual for this. I saw okay. this come across, and I'm going to share the... Uh, share the story here and um i've never seen i've never seen this in my lifetime but um nine home runs in one game um it was in the minor leagues and if you scroll down you could see that a couple of times the blue jays have had 10 home runs in one game and then the reds uh have had nine in one game um that's that's crazy that's like worth the price of admission right to be a fan and it looks like i've lost you josh can you hear me looks like you're frozen or i might be frozen josh i don't know who is live still let me just check this out I'm not sure if that's uh, is that on my end. The internet being uncooperative, so I it's somebody's internet, and we've got storms rolling through, so that makes sense. But um, but anyway, have you seen a game like what's the most home runs you've ever seen watching a baseball game live on television? 
I mean, it's probably got to be, I mean, five or six and you were kind of shocked then and it was a fun game to watch. Someone probably hit a couple in one game and then I would think five or six is pretty, pretty easy, but nine is, is entertaining. And that's not even in the steroid era. No, no. And it looks like the drillers, I mean, the drillers is their name. So, I mean, (laughs) you better hit nine if you're teaming. (laughs) Or it's false advertising. So yeah, that's my that's my crazy stat. Nine home runs in one game. Would have loved to be there, uh, been there. Um, that's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> you know what's funny is before I lived in Rock Hill, I lived in Amarillo, and that's I think where the sod poodles are, right? The sod poodles. Who uh, that scroll up that scroll up to the top of that article, the very first paragraph where it said a home run derby broke out. Where did it say that? Right here. Right there. Home run derby broke out at Hodgetown in Amarillo, Texas, as the drillers slugged nine dingers against the sod poodles. So (laughs) that's how I knew the name, the sod poodles, because I lived in Amarillo for (laughs) four or five years or five years or something. I'm now I have to go. That name sounded familiar because I lived there. The sod. Well, you know what? I've I've been known to open up some uh, heritage minor league. Now I've got to go back through and look for some sod poodle cards. I and it's near Amarillo, but I can do it one better. My wife is from a town called Hooker, Oklahoma, (laughs) and uh, it's small enough. You know, you could blink if you drove past it. But their mascot name was the. Hooker horny toads. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna end on we're gonna end on my stat while the internet still that's a true fact. You can look it up. But oh, pull up my, my stat goodness. here. Oh, there he is. So did you know for our listeners, I'll read it. Uh, Frank Thomas is the only player in history to produce seven straight seasons. This is from 91 to 97 with a 300 average, 20 home runs, 100 RBIs, 100 runs, and 100 walks. Lou Gehrig, Ted Williams, and Jason Giambi are the only players to have as many as four straight. Frank Thomas had seven straight seasons. That's like, hey, there's my father-in-law, Mark. He was just at, see, they're in Amarillo, and he was just at a sod poodle game. That's proof. Mark is also very familiar with the hooker horny toads because my wife is his <laughs> daughter and that's where she went to high school. So, Oh my goodness. That's like, but that's the... pretty, that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's like give the dude MVP for seven straight seasons, 300 average, 20 home runs, hundred RBIs. And then he's doing it with the walks and the runs scored. That's, and he's a big boy. He is a big boy. And so, and just for, for, um, to, to just prove how great Frank Thomas was. And then look at the pricing for his cards. The fact that you could get into Frank Thomas's, some of his best cards for these prices compared yeah. to the pricing that you see for other players. That's that darn era. It's... It's not. I would like a no name that card you're hovering on right there. The no name that they didn't make very many of. So there's a there's an error card, of course. It's very famous, but this card, uh, some some cards made it through production, 
without the name Frank Thomas. That's just a blue bar. If you come across any of those, they're very valuable. Yep. Because they must have caught it pretty early and a bunch didn't get out. So, but even look at some of the, yeah, if you can get PSA 10s out of any of them too, you're sitting pretty. So. Oh my goodness. All right. The big hurt. All right, Josh, any closing thoughts? Nope. Nothing, nothing unusual. Thank you guys. Uh, stay tuned for a little more breaking action the rest of this week and next week. Got a little more free time to uh, post some stuff and break some stuff from the house. Um, it's from the shop, but it'll be done at the house. So that would be all I have to say. Keep your eye out if you're into breaking. We're going to post some stuff soon. And uh, we'll keep it coming hot and heavy. And we'll see you all in the next episode. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. If you like the Talking Shop podcast, be sure to give us a great rating and review. Catch you next time as we talk shop.